T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yes, report. The CV report. Give us one word to describe what you're going through right now. Sucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's just a Nissan Frontier, but in my mind, this thing's an M1 Abrams tank. Honey, take the wheel. I'm going to stick my head out of the sunroof. Look, any self-respecting veteran should grow a beard and have a belly. That's the dumbest thing I've heard all day. Like, if we're going to start getting angry now, it's it's a little late is live in D.C. with the update on all of this. Good morning. Maybe. I guess not. The C.V. Report. Tell me a little bit about Ben. Tell me about Corporal Benjamin Cobb. First of all, his service was was driven by his great-grandfather, who served in World War II. Ben got to spend time with his great-grandfather in his growing up years, and he took absolutely idolized him and and he died when Ben was 13. Five months later, 9-11 happened. Literally when 9-11 happened, Ben made a statement to me saying, when he's old enough, he's going to become an army ranger, find Osama bin Laden and make him pay. And so he he got influenced by those, those special operators. So when they finally get to go and, and show what they're made of and, and put their training to use, get their boots on the ground, if you will. They were, they're excited to do it. He did know when that third deployment was coming up that it was going to be different than the first two. And so many people prayed for Ben and I, I got to know people from all over the country, the families of the men that Ben had served with and the, and the families and the men who served in other eras. The Middle East conflict, while it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, we want we want America to know that this is a place that they're welcome to come. We want America to know that this is a place where our fallen are honored. All right, our next guest on the podcast. Gold Star mom Jill Stevenson, whose son tragically died in combat, is challenging Americans everywhere to honor fallen soldiers with a heartfelt nationwide tribute challenge called the Freedom Walk. And here to talk to us about it is Jill Stevenson. Welcome. Thank you, Phil. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, really great. And, you know, I always say it's great to talk to somebody in the family. And as you and I mentioned on the phone a little bit earlier, you know, we are all in a family. And I think especially veterans, you know, we understand the reverence and significance of Memorial Day weekend. It's not car sales or mattress discounts. Uh, It is a moment to remember. And one, I just want to first, before we even hit off this interview, thank you for sharing your story with us today. Well, you are welcome. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to share. That means a lot to me. Indeed. Tell me a little bit about Ben. Tell me about Corporal Benjamin Cobb. 
Corporal Benjamin Kopp, gosh, um, it, it's hard to, to put him in a nutshell, but he started out being 100% boy from when he was very, very small, loved to be outside and get dirty and do all those things that boys do, <laughs> fishing and, and hunting and riding his bike and getting dirty and digging up worms and chasing girls and all those things. And making a mess. I have one right now that's two years old. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yes, making making a mess. I mean, my one of my favorite stories literally is, you know, I discovered when he was about three years old that he was wiping boogers on the wall, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. you know, near the kitchen. And I, I had to I had to tell him, you know, that's not where they belong, you know. Um, and it just it made me laugh, and it's a cute story now because it, to me it's a very typical boy thing, but. Um, ben Ben was very driven from a young age, very tenacious, very driven. So it was no surprise that he ended up going into the military. It was a good fit for him in in many ways. Super charming, great smile that the girls and the guys liked because it 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 made him approachable and and friendly. And he was uh, very passionate about everything that he stood for, and of course loved his country like nothing else. Now, if I can ask, what inspired him to go and lead the way, as they say? What inspired him to become a ranger? You know, um, first of all, his service was was driven by his great-grandfather, who served in World War II. And I'm fortunate enough to come from a young family. So Ben got to spend time with his great-grandfather in his growing up years. And he just absolutely idolized him and, and believed that he walked on water. If he would have you know, told him he did, he, he believed him. Oh, that's great. That is, and that, um, he had so much, so much reverence, we use that word, and I think it's a good word when we speak about those we honor, and especially in, in the Memorial Day, the reverence that he had for his great-grandfather was, was like nothing else that he experienced throughout his life. And he died when Ben was 13. Five months later, 9-11 happened. So at the age of 13, Ben was very strongly influenced and, and wanted to serve his country at that point, not only to honor his great-grandfather's service, but to, to truly seek revenge about all the innocent lives that were lost on 9-11. It wasn't long after that that the movie uh, or the book Black Hawk Down came out. And, and literally when 9-11 happened, Ben made a statement to me saying, when he's old enough, he's going to become an army ranger, find Osama bin Laden, and make him pay. And so wow. he he got influenced by those those special operators shortly after nine eleven. Wow, um, I think it's very telling that that as even a young impressionable kid, uh, thirteen years old, that you can understand the significance of that moment. And much like the great grandfathers or you know my grandfather's generation. Um, that there's a call to the country to act, and World War II almost the same way. You know, they you know they had their Pearl Harbor, and we had 9/11. Yes. Mm. Yes. So he became a ranger, and you know he had some significant accomplishments over there. Tell me about some of his deployments. He he did well as, as rangers. They deploy a little bit different than what I what I'll just say is the is the big army, and they go about once a year. Truly, one year of service is is almost always equal to one deployment. So Ben arrived in, in the regiment 2007, early in 2007. And by the spring of 2009, he was on his way to his third deployment. The first two had been to Iraq. And the third one was uh, going to be to Afghanistan. 
he didn't share a lot with me about those first two deployments. In fact, he told me that not, not much happened. You know, they just went over there and did some stuff. And, and in between <laughs> yeah. there, he also, he also participated in a combat search and rescue missions um, while he was overseas. I, I find out, you know, found out later after the fact, once he, you know, was called back to God's army is what I like to say uh, that there was, significant things that happened in Iraq. He just didn't tell me because my mom and he didn't, he didn't want me to know. Right, right, right. But uh, um, he did know when that third deployment was coming up that it was going to be different than the first two because they were going into what they knew to be a hot zone, a place that not a lot of people had been to over the last many years. And, and they knew they were going to see combat at a different level than they had in the past. So he, he, he had some true trepidations regarding that deployment, and he expressed those to me and my mom and maybe one or two other friends. He, he kept very private about them, but I could see a difference in his attitude leading up to the deployments, where in the past, the ones to Iraq, he was excited. Now, I mean, Rangers train for these deployments during the months that lead up to or the months that are where they're not deployed they're spending them training so when they finally get to go and and show what they're made of and and put their training to use get their boots on the ground if you will they were they're excited to do it but this time around ben wasn't as excited i think because he i honestly think he just had a gut feeling that it would be his last Mm. well we certainly honor it and respect the hell out of everything that uh you know he did and and I can I just say I love the term you used, God's army. Um, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's uh, that's exactly where he went. And tell me about becoming a gold star mom. And for me, um, so my situation is a little different because Ben was wounded overseas and he survived his injuries long enough to make it back to Walter Reed. He he actually was shot by a sniper in Afghanistan underwent surgery in Afghanistan, and then they bounced him through Germany, through the uh, Longstuhl Medical Center there, and then he landed at Walter Reed four days after he was shot. He was not conscious when, when he arrived at Walter Reed, but I was able to spend time with him, and it was determined that he was brain dead mm, yeah. um, from his injuries, and so he was removed from life support. Him, which enabled him to become an organ donor, which is a big part of Ben's story. He not only saved lives on the battlefield, but he saved lives upon his death as well with the donation of uh, all of his major organs, bone, skin, and tissue. Oh, wow. Uh, and and that, that's, a, that's a little bit of a segue here. I, I realize that, but it, it is an important part of Ben's story and, and why it doesn't fit inside the normal. I got the knock on the door and, and had to go to Dover because I didn't. Mm. Um, it's just, it's just unique circumstance with Ben. So, um, I got to spend time with him at Walter Reed and, and I, I don't know if you want to call it, be more prepared. Um, it wasn't as, it was still a, a very sudden thing becoming the gold star mother and, and being, a, becoming a part of that community. And I'm going to say being welcomed into that community. And for me, it wasn't the gold star community immediately that put their arms around me it was the Ranger community because Ben was a ranger and had been with them for three years of service and through three deployments. Rangers uh, come around from all eras. It's not just the the young men that are serving together. It's rangers that served in in all the eras prior to that. They they are a family as well. And 
it was their prayers that that made me realize in the beginning how strong that family was and how deep that bond went because of the different generations of rangers that had reached out to me. And so many people prayed for Ben, and I, I got to know people from all over the country, the families of the men that Ben had served with and the, and the families and the men who served in other eras in the community. The, the Gold Star mother, the Gold Star family community came secondary. Hmm. And again, these are, these are people that are still a part of my life. You know, I'm coming up on 10 years here. And <clears throat> gosh, you know, I've made lifetime friends. I've made lifetime friends in it. And being at the 10-year mark is somewhere that if I looked back to being in year one or year two, I was a, those families were giants to me. I attune it to being like a second grader and seeing someone who's in 12th grade, you know, when you go on a field trip to the high school and you go, oh, my gosh, you know, they're so big and they're, you know, they're just so big in in a sense. And you know that one day you're going to get there. You just don't know how. And and now I'm standing in, you know, in that 12th grade position, if you will. Yeah. And looking back on on the, the families that are just coming into year one or one or two and it's because of how much I was loved and embraced and prayed for and helped and honored that I, I'm, I don't have it in me to do anything but give the same back to those that are just walking into these shoes mm. now. That's absolutely beautiful. And it's, uh, it's amazing what two things like love and time can do. Mm. And of course, spread it over some time and, uh, you know, it makes you stronger and, uh, unbreakable. Uh, you're actually paying yeah. that forward now. Talk to me about what we're doing with this freedom walk and your other initiatives. Gosh, well, the freedom walk to the wall is, is this is good. This year is year two. I did it last year for the first time. And it's to, to honor not only all of the men and women that are sacrificed their lives for our freedoms, but the wall that honors them in our country. It's the Middle East conflicts wall. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere, you know, 90 miles outside of Chicago. And it's the only wall in the country that honors all the men and women that have sacrificed their lives uh, in the Middle East since 1967. It does not include Vietnam because we know they have their own wall, so they're not going to replicate the, the names there, but it's to, to draw attention to and raise awareness and educate people about the fact that this wall is there. Not only Joe Q public, but there are a lot of Gold Star families that didn't even know this wall existed. So I started doing a, a walk there called the Freedom Walk to the Wall. It's 100 and I forget, 107, 109 miles from starting point to the wall. And, and I broke it up into legs. Um, so I'm walking the, you know, the first 20 miles in the last three miles. We want, we want America to know that this is a place that they're welcome to come. We want America to know that this is a place where our fallen are honored. It's another place in America that many people aren't aware of. And I think it's really important. It's a beautiful location. It's in a very rural area. It sits right on top of a river. Um, it, it's, it's a place to reflect and and have sit and, and have that reverence to, to those who, who gave the all for us. And I think it's important, very, very important for the public to, to know these things exist, to know this exists, and that there are families like myself who actually honor Memorial Day in the way it was meant to be honored as a holiday. 
And I, I literally heard just this morning, Phil, before I left home on an internet radio station, a commercial for, I forget, some mattress company, of course, and they said, it's the most memorable mattress holiday. They literally said that, mm. the most memorable mattress holiday, and I thought, yeah. wow, I wonder who writes that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd like to talk to them. Yeah, and, and we and it, we almost have to like, uh, like I just say, excuse them for their ignorance. I mean, it's just you know, <laughs> I can only hope that they do learn and that someone does touch their life and say, hey, uh, you know, uh, it, there's there's more than this. And to meet somebody like you would be, you know, the perfect way to do that, and a total pleasure. Um, the yes, Chicago Land yes. area. The event begins on Friday, May twenty fourth. They'll walk this one hundred and some miles to. The Middle East Conflicts Wall, and uh, it'll conclude Saturday, May 25th, and they'll get a chance to meet families like yours. Um, And so I'm glad we have Memorial Day. I'm glad, in a way, I I, I get to hear from people like you. I'm not glad that, you know, people are making the sacrifices. I wish there weren't a world that needed this kind of sacrifice, but I am so proud to know and happy to know that there are rangers out there leading the way and that, uh, you know, there's successive generations uh, that will come up and learn uh, from the examples set forth by Ben. Yes, and, and when you're lying down on your mattress at the end of the day, remember that it is those <laughs> who gave their all who allowed you to lie peaceably in that bed every night. Amen. Jill, God love you. Thank <laughs> you so much for sharing the story. Thank you for having me on. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.